Play the fucking intro. Dustin. And this is Eric. And this is SLC Punkcast. Thank you for joining us for episode 328. And welcome Eric back after he had to miss last week. I know. I'm kind of on again, off again. But you, <laughs> for anyone who has moved at least more than once in their lifetime, you know how much of a bitch it is. In <laughs> fact, I'm not even, be- I haven't even really begun moving. This is all trying to find a new place to fucking. Uh, Uh, To fucking meet and consort with my future roommates and talk about expenses that we are willing to pay. How much of, uh, you know, dividing up all the expenses on what we could do for utilities and for rent. And also finding a fucking place. Right. (laughs) Such a bitch. When you make plans to do this, say you live somewhere and you're like, well, I'm done here. Lease is going to be up soon. I'm going to plan. You can typically can make better plans further out in advance. But you didn't really have that opportunity. It was kind of sprung on you. And yeah. you had to go for it uh, with very little notice. Pretty much. Like, uh, six weeks, it is a decent amount of time. Sure. It's not bad, but it could be better. It's like, come on. You could have given us at least two months notice. If you were really, like, uh, uh, if you were really uh, lenient on it, give us three months in advance. Right, just because, say, hey, I gotta, I'm going to sell. You know? It's like, it, yeah, you didn't just uh, up and willy-nilly decide, yeah, we're going to sell this place. I was like, come on. You could have told us outright that you were planning on selling this place and that you had a sort of window of when you were trying to get it done instead of like a month and a half away from the time that we're supposed to vacate the premises. Right. Dickhead. (laughs) Well, on that note, glad Eric's here. We're going to jump into episode uh, 328 here. Um, Oh, yeah. Got a lot of fun stuff to talk about on this one. Yes, we do. Uh, We got an interview coming up, not this episode, but the next episode. So stay tuned uh, for an interview we're going to do with the band Oil Change coming up on episode 329, which will be next week. Exactly. That's exactly when it's going to come out. (laughs) And what was an an interesting fact to me that I didn't realize was that the guys in Oil Change, two of them anyway, were part of Chernobyl Babies. And I was like, oh, shit. I don't know why I didn't put two and two together. But, but yeah, I just thought it was kind of a coincidence, just like they shared the name. Uh, But we'll be talking about weird correlations like that that turned out to be facts later on in this episode. Trust me, it'll be... You'll know what I'm talking about when we get to the great cover-to-cover album segment. (laughs) Nice. Well, we are going to get into the episode, so we're going to start with some new stuff that has come out, will be coming out as we do. Uh, we're going to start, I'm going to start on July 29th. Beyond Belief released Homicidal Maniac, which is an EP on 1054 Records. And I'm going to point out, because 1054 Records just released a couple things yesterday, today. Well, I think they're both today, but it's already tomorrow in Australia, so that's why I say yesterday, today. <laughs> uh 1054 Records, if you like hardcore, you should definitely be checking out 1054 Records. They're putting out some cool hardcore music. And uh, there you go, Beyond Belief, Homicidal Maniac, EP. Then on the 30th, Must Be Wrong released Lost Identity on Melodic Punk Style. Kill Ratio released Kill Ratio on Still Ill on the 30th. Nice Attitude released If You Leave, which is a single on Little Willie Records. Just put that out today on Punkanoi Worldwide's uh, the new tracks for uh, July and included that one on there. 
including Mess as well, the next release. Mess released a full length called Under Attack on Mendeku Discock. Uh, so go check that out. That was on the 31st. And also on the 31st of July, Sergeant Papers released En Vivo Desde La Capital. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's, it's a pretty funny name. Uh, Adriatic, they released on the 1st. Creel, K-R-I-L-E. Then a couple releases on lower class kids records. Partner with uh, 1 through 4. That's Roman numeral 1 through 4. And then Ixias with Compulsive Trance. Then the run-up released The Call-Out on the 1st. Disposal released Illusion of Control EP on Slow Death Records on the 1st. The Path rounds out the 1st with Prison Planet on State of Mind Records. Then A Day at the Station released, self-titled Day at the Station on the 2nd. Unbeaten released Violence on Demand, which is an EP on the 2nd. Chrome released Ghost Machine. They, they've been putting out a lot of releases. I haven't been paying too much attention because I try to listen to them, and they're kind of weird, man. So, but I figured I'd mention them in case <laughs> anybody out there wants to listen. Uh, Skinflix, they released a new single called Gentrified for Your Sins. It's pretty awesome. I pre-ordered. Uh, my pre-order is actually going to be here tomorrow, according to my tracking number, so I'm really excited that that's about here. And that song, you can go check it out streaming if you haven't already ordered your hard copy version. It's pretty awesome, and they had a B-side to go with that, uh, Pissant released four on August 4th, Summer Promo 23 on Upstate Records. Raging Nathans put out another split, this time with Story Changes. It's an EP on Rad Girlfriend Records on the 4th. Uh, a bunch of the next ones are on the 4th, as that was Bandcamp Friday, in case you missed it. Convict Class, they re uh, released that Wank Socks single. Go get that ordered so you can get yourself a pair of Wank Socks. Uh, <laughs> Most of us need them. <laughs> a lot of us need a vinyl of wank socks. <laughs> Does it come with its own sock? <laughs> That's what it literally is. There's, uh, you can order the track and get a pair of socks that say wank sock, and they'll have a few other things. I won't spoil it. Just go over to Comic Classes Bandcamp, and you can see it. Beautiful. <laughs> got your, to give your fans a little extra. <laughs> right? It's what keeps them coming back. Cough and Curse, they released their 2023 sampler called Welcome to the Takeover. Wiretap Records also put out a compilation called Attention, a wiretap new music compilation. Social Decline released Blood for Oil, which is a single. Dead Mammals released two on Pogo Records. We'll be playing that, I think, next week. Crazy in the Brains uh, put out No Limit, which is a single. It's first of seven new singles to come that came out like two weeks earlier on a music video, but now you can actually listen to it in non-music video form, if that's your preference, uh, as of the 4th. Passion Play released a split with Virgin Mother. Thatcher in the Sky released Could We Sink Any Lower? Question mark. With, uh, or on, One Step Outside Records. The Agonizers released a single called Hulkbuster. Then on the 5th, John Creedon released Broken Phone Demos 23. Reef released The Land Is Not an Idle God on Alerta Antifascista Records. Uh, or sorry, Fuck Bad Things, that's the name of the band, released ah. Ur Udra Meg Udra on Mevzu Records. I think they're based Uga out of Istanbul. <laughs> right. Uh, I think Mevzu Records is based out of Istanbul, so I'm sure the band might be somewhere uh, in proximity to that. That's what the language of the... <laughs> the name of the album's called, anyway. Well, it's kind of uh, fuzzy. Istanbul was once Constantinople. 
right, Mars Attic, they released The Vast of Night, which is a single. I played that for you last week. Uh, Deathridge Boys came out with a new album, had no idea, caught off guard on August 8th, and I definitely ordered that. I listened to it just to make sure I was going to enjoy it, and I don't know why I even questioned it, because it came out awesome. We did an interview with those guys. I will definitely be playing something from that here in the coming weeks, but that album's called Too Much Bullshit. Uh, Entre Vandals released Acretes, uh, I, uh Cops. I don't know if I'm getting that right. I think that's Latin, even though they're a Spanish band from Spain. But that came out on the 8th. I've listened to a little bit of that. I like it. I definitely want to get around. I've got it queued up, so I got to get to listen to it more. The Adam Age released a new single called High Class Motherfuckers on Asian Man Records, and that's a single. Nice. (laughs) Schedule One released their Pills Session, Pills 29 on Pills Records and Pandemics Records. It's pretty good. I like the sound of that Schedule One. Uh, Lost to Life released DSOL promo on 1054 Records, and Under the Influence UTI released Translucent Scream, which is a single on 1054 Records today and tomorrow, but it's today for us, but it's tomorrow for Australia. Those are the dates. Uh, On the 11th, uh, Move BHC's releasing Black Radical Love on Triple B Records. Oh, I'm excited. <laughs> Spoilers are releasing There or Thereabouts on Rad Girlfriend Records and Zbam Records. Rebuilder is releasing Local Support. Uh, and then Four in the Chamber are releasing Empire's Collapse EP on 1054 Records on the 11th. A lot of stuff coming out on 1054 Records. Like I say, if you like hardcore, you should check it out because I've heard at least some of the stuff coming out, and I dig it. It's good hardcore. On the 12th, The Take are releasing Live for Tonight. I'm really excited for that one. Demons Run Amok. I've been waiting for months for that one. On the 15th, Lupus is releasing Krutost Traval Naraje uh, on DIY Kodo Records. Uh, Half as Bad are releasing What You Hear Is What You Get on the 17th on Otis Media, Otitis Media, sorry, it's not Otis, it's Otitis Media Records. On the 18th, Bearings are releasing The Best Part About Being Human on Pure Noise Records. Then Aggrieved and Cold Case are releasing a split EP on Upstate Records. And I'm going to end it with the 18th, uh, The Agonizers releasing That's Right. Eric, what do you got to add? All right, I got to add a few. On the third, the band Dispersed released their single, Sick as a Dog. And on the fourth, our, our friends from Backhand down south are releasing their first LP, The Big Game. And they were going to have a tour supporting that in, a, uh, in about a week's time or so. I'll have to uh, get all the deets on that so I can uh, plug all those shows for all you surrounding listeners. Cool. And on the seventh, uh, Total Serial and Umphrey released a split EP. And on the ninth... Magnitude released Rectify, um, well, sort of, it's a sort of single, Rectify and Of Days Renewed. It's two songs that were released on the same day, so it kind of counts as that. At least I assume they're on the same day, but they're going to be part of an album. Um, Yeah, they're going to be, they are part of an album, Of Days Renewed, that's going to be coming out in September, uh, September 15th, actually. And also on the ninth, uh, Cannibal Corpse released yet another single from their forthcoming album, Summoned for Sacrifice. <laughs> Again, that's all. that album uh, is coming from Chaos Horrific, going to be released September 22nd. Uh, on the 11th, Move. I cannot wait for that fucking album. It's going to be brutal, <laughs> so I hope. 
Uh, on the 14th, uh, the bands Sivende and No Stones released a split EP. And on the 18th, Ringworm releasing Seeing Through Fire. And that is the one I am most excited about in, uh, uh, that's upcoming uh, pretty quickly. Sorry, move, but move over. Ringworm has <laughs> got the high, Ringworm's got the higher ground on this one. <laughs> uh, at, at least for me. But I think the one that's going to trump all of them is the one that's coming out on the 22nd. That is the fourth Death Clock album. Nice. Oh, God. I put in my, I put in my fucking pre-order for the, uh, the Death Clock Metalocalypse box set, which has all four seasons of Metalocalypse and the Doomstar Requiem uh, mini TV movie, which could only be found. They only released it on an Australian DVD. Oh. Something like that. At least when I go to look for it on eBay or whatever, because I'm like, I need to get this on DVD. But there wasn't an American release for some fucking reason. I don't know. Uh, But yeah, I'm excited to uh, get. I'm excited to get all that in the mail in uh, in the next coming weeks. Got to make sure they deliver to the right address. (laughs) Oh yeah, don't you hate that about moving? You worry about getting the the stuff that you might have ordered ahead of time, but. Oh yeah, I know. Got to change the. Actually, that's what I should do. I should change the fucking postal address <laughs> and maybe text my former, my soon-to-be former landlord. Hey, any boxes uh, come to that address? Please let me know. <laughs> Please, because this sucks. Actually, I have them go into my uh, parents' house. <laughs> okay, that makes yeah. sense. Anyway, that's all I got for the new uh, releases. But well, upcoming releases. But let's talk about the new releases that we have yet to hear. Right. We have some new releases to play on the show, so let's go. Yeah. So we're going to start off with uh, a new song from the fucking foot soldiers, the millennial hardcore coming from the East Coast, specifically Boston. Talk about death before fucking dishonor. (laughs) Established in 2000, real fucking turn of the millennium hardcore. All right, I'm not going to do the whole thing like that, but <laughs> yeah, Death Before Dishonor. If you haven't heard about Death Before Dishonor, then well, you're about to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they've been a they've been around for I I just said 2000. They're one of the fucking uh yeah, they're one of the flagship bands of millennial hardcore coming from Boston. You know, carrying on the flag from uh, you know, the likes of Blood for Blood and the Bruisers and whatnot. And yeah, they've been pretty busy since then. Here's a bit of a history lesson. They released, uh, yeah, they released their wartime demo in 2001, then signed to Spook City Records in 2002, releasing their first LP, True Till Death, and then a split with Nourish the Flame in 2003. They then signed to Bridge Nine Records in 2005 and have been there ever since, releasing their biggest albums like Count Me In in 2007 and Better Ways to Die in 2009. And then after a 10-year gap in between, they released Unfinished Business. Now, for those of you guys who have been living under a rock and haven't heard of Bridge Nine Records, dude, you are missing out. That was a record that was... These guys are like held in regard as the uh, one of the biggest independent hardcore labels. They're up there with Victory Records, Revelation, Equal Vision, and they're still going to this day. Yeah, it was founded in 1995 by Chris Wren. They released he was releasing records for his friends' bands, including his own American Nightmare, and they have signed and released records to 
uh, by many established bands. I mean, they were based on the East Coast, so of course they knew all of these guys, but that included Ten Yard Fight, Agnostic Front, Sick of It All, H2O, Slapshot, Burn, Terror, Ramallah, Polar Bear Club, Newfound Glory, Have Heart, DYS, Crown of Thorns, and Project X. You know, the super group of members of Judge and Gorilla Biscuits. Straight Edge! Revenge! <laughs> but they're also housing pillars of the uh, newest strain of hardcore and punk rock alike, including Expire, Cross Me, Lemuria, Backtrack, True Love, Bent Life, Alpha and Omega, Ceremony, Cruel Hand, Defeater, Spine, War on Women, and Jesus Peace. So, yeah, there's a, there's a bit of a, not exactly a history lesson, but a sort of a... Yeah, call out to uh, Bridge Nine Records. They're still going on, and that's all those bands mentioned. That's just scratching the surface. They got a lot more. <laughs> they got a lot, past and present. Uh, but anyway, back to Death Before Dishonor. So, in the wake of Unfinished Business, that was back in 2019, but what came the year after? The fucking plague. The COVID plague. So, that put uh, touring on, on hold for a minute, but... They didn't want to risk losing the momentum and having to wait another decade to release new material. <laughs> so, enter Master of None. This is their, yeah, the first release after a mere four years since Unfinished Business. And though it may just be two songs, one of which is a cover of Sonic Reducer. We were just talking about that earlier. Yeah, we were. <laughs> <laughs> In the episode that you'll hear next week. <laughs> yeah, But it's good to know that these guys took a... Less amount of time to release the to release this music, and it may just be two songs, but it's better than nothing. And rest assured, these guys still know how to be hardcore. After 20 years, they still know what's they still know how to bring it. They're bringing back their guitarist uh, B roll, who left after the release of uh, Better Ways to Die, and maybe that was why it took such a long time to release some finished business. Because <laughs> you know, finding a new member is hard. Can be. It can be. Yeah, and I don't know what I was looking at when I was doing my research on this. I was looking for uh, any interviews or any articles about uh, Death Before Dishonor uh, in that time frame and, you know, the 2010s because they were basically inactive in the studio. Though that it didn't say like they were on an official hiatus or anything like that or if there was drama going on in the band because uh, they were still playing shows. They were still uh, touring a little bit, doing a little festival appearances but but yeah they were just notably absent from the studio <laughs> so so i don't know what was going on there but that was the past this is the future well this is the present but they have a bright future ahead of them i like <laughs> to say yeah the band has gone on record stating that uh this song master of none uh holds the best aspects of their overall sound songs to be sung in basements as well as festivals it's got a mixture of metallic hardcore riffs and uk punk anthems and it's not straying too far from their roots and yeah this song delivers it all rallying chants metallic riffs to throw down to punk based in uh punk speed to entice circle pits uh, double bass downstrokes with hammering blows as an end cap for each measure and lyrics about breaking the shackles of mental manipulation, fighting back against those who wield such tactics against other individuals as a means of maintaining control. I mean, it's hardcore. What do you expect? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, death before dishonor. Let's fucking go. This is the master of none. So sick how you treat me Every day my thoughts defeat me Keep up all I had inside In the back the remains of a wasted life 
simple <laughs> so death before dishonor they are still bringing it after fucking 20 years they haven't had a lot of releases but in a way that's a good thing that just means that they haven't been burning out on their style if anything they've been getting better right yeah the only gripe i have with this uh, uh with this single is the production value it was the eq is incredibly low you have to crank the volume knob in order to get a decent fucking uh, sound out of it Right, you might have heard that when we started playing the song. Yeah. It took a second to get it up. Yeah, so guys, if you're listening to this album, uh, I, I don't know if it will uh, be the same on the vinyl, because they have released seven inches on this. Of, of course they did. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> but if you're re- listening to it on the vinyl, then uh, maybe it'll be different. But if you're streaming it like I have, then keep your fingers on that uh, volume knob. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, so, yeah, Master of None kicked ass. Their, uh, yeah, their cover of Dead Boys, uh, Sonic Reducer, was pretty fucking awesome as well. It's just so cool thinking uh, hardcore bands of, like, Death Before Dishonor's caliber are covering some old-school fucking punk songs like that. Right. Yeah, and they make it their own. It's pretty fucking cool. Yeah. So, yeah, but I'll be talking more about cover songs in this episode. Trust me. Uh, again, wait for the uh, great cover-to-cover album segment. It's going to be fun. And I have a lot to say, so I'm going to stop talking about this band. It, I went on a little bit too long, especially with the Bridge Nine history lesson. Um, but yeah, Death Before Dishonor, fucking kick ass. They have, ne- they have yet to dishonor, so all they have to do is die. <laughs> <laughs> all right, what have you got for us, Dustin? We're going to go from Boston to Austin. Hey! <laughs> uh, the band Bond Breaker 
And if you're looking for it, it's Bond Breaker, but no E before the R at the end, just so you know on the spelling. So Bond Breaker. Uh, the band's from Austin, Texas. Send an email to us on July 22nd, so just a couple weeks back. Uh, Would have played it last week. Trying to play it a little closer as they are releasing the album Exile, but they're doing so on August 25th, so it still has a couple weeks to go. I want to thank Allison for sending that email, getting this on the radar. Uh, it already was, but <laughs> it, doesn't, it doesn't hurt, right? And I always love it when the band say, hey, will you, would you check out our stuff? Because I want to tell them, of course I will. And uh, Bondbreaker, Exile's coming out. It's going to be on Grimace Records. It's a great record label. It's been releasing a lot of cool stuff recently. So check that out as well. We are going to check out the single that is released so far. Uh, so you will be able to go check this one out yourself prior to uh, the album coming out. But the rest of the tracks, as, far, at, as of earlier today, I believe, or maybe it was yesterday when I was looking, I forget. This was the only one that was already out. So progress and change. Here we go with Bondbreaker. I'm 
Well, they really switched gears about halfway through, didn't they? Right? <laughs> like, damn, that started off as like, a, you know, some grimy, crusty uh, punk type shit that, you know, could further be, uh, you know, further could be associated with amoebics or nausea or anything like that. But then later down the line, it sounds like, a, yeah, it just sounded like weird, soaring garage rock. <laughs> it's like, the fuck are you guys doing here? <laughs> You're fucking with me, man. <laughs> well, that's cool stuff. Uh, get ready to check out the rest of Exile here in just a couple weeks. That should be two weeks from this Friday. All right. So good. you might be listening to it when there's two weeks to go. But go check out Bomb Breaker. Uh, thank you again to Allison for reaching out and sharing to us. Next up, we're going to go. F- we went from Boston to Austin, back up to Massachusetts. But this is Salem is where these guys are from, which is close mm. to Boston, but it's not Boston. Yeah, but, yeah, it's, uh, it's close-ish. It's yeah. uh, might as well be Boston. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's where Converge is from, so. Well, these guys, bricks and mortar, love these guys. Troy's awesome. Got to meet Joey and Devin, too, when uh, I went up to see those guys play at Northeast Oi Fest. So it was great to get to meet all of them. Uh, seen Troy a couple times uh, out here at festivals uh, such as Punk Rock Bowling a couple times. Always great to see them. Had Troy on for an interview on episode 92.5. If you want to go back and listen to it, it came out March of 2019. We talked to him. Uh, Obviously, before all of the music that was on this particular album, Something Ain't Right, was released. Uh, They did release a handful of the tracks off of Something Ain't Right as singles, leading up to this over the last year or so. Uh, so that's what I'm getting at. Uh, the band formed in 2018. Uh, July 21st is when Something Ain't Right came out. Did on the covers episode, Eric's talking about covers. I just did a covers episode over on Punkanoi Worldwide, and I did several covers, including the cover that they included on this, which they had previously released, and it was of In Excess's track, Don't Change. And I actually did a compare, contrast, whatever you want to call it, of four total bands, including these guys, that all covered that track. I played all of those tracks, <laughs> even though it's the same song, but they were all different. And it ranged, uh, like, 1983's version was under two minutes, and then the other ones were th- over three minutes, over four minutes, and one of them was even over five minutes. So you know you're not getting the same song, even though they're all covering the same song. Well. Damn. <laughs> right? So that's why I had to do a little compare contrast. If you're interested and you haven't listened to it, go check it out. We're not playing that track here. We're going to play an original <laughs> by the band, uh, one that I hadn't played because I have played a handful of those singles uh, at leading up to this release. So we're going to pick one that we haven't played yet. This one's called This One's For Us.
Yeah, bricks and mortar, still repping the rough sides. <laughs> right, that rips. Love the the vocals, both guys uh, doing the vocals there. You know, you get the the singing vocals out of Joey and Troy. You get the what growly, gruff, whatever you want to call vocals, which are fantastic. I think it's a great combination. Musically, the band's fantastic, and you should definitely go check out that album. If you've missed some of those singles we've played over the last year or so, uh, you can go check those out, plus all the other singles on there, or individual songs, rather. I think there's 10 total. Plus, you can go check out that Don't Change cover that they included if you missed that covers episode that I did. Yeah, do it. All right, let's get <laughs> all into... All of them. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Uh, let's get into uh, more new music, uh, at least as far as what Eric's got here for us. So, Eric, what do you got? Well, I got a, it's sort of older and lesser known. The only reason why it's in this category is that well, it's older than the other new song I just played. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, this is the latest from uh, Oxnard Thrash Giants Dead Heat, who are coming back to Salt Lake in, uh, I think it's Oct- yeah, in October for nice. Wild Wild West Fest Part Duh. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Mike. Awesome. Yeah, hopefully they make it this time, because they were scheduled to play last year's uh, Wild West Fest, but something kept them from performing. I don't know what. I was kind of fuzzy on the uh, reasoning, but okay. yeah, but hopefully they make it this time. So okay, well, cool. Touch wood. Uh, so anyway, yeah, I got some stuff to say about Dead Heat. Yeah, I never really got into uh, uh, such uh, such detail about their you know about their upbringing and the uh, the story behind them. So tell you what, I did. I lifted some of the uh, uh, some segments from my Lead Melodies episode. That I started writing back in 2021. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I haven't got back to it yet. I will get back to it. I know I've been saying that for the better part of a year and a half now, but <laughs> it's still there. It's still waiting in the wings. And seeing what I had written about it, I'm like, okay, yeah, I got to continue this. So this is sort of a continuation of the future episode. I'm going to be talking about their World at War album because that album still fucking kicks ass. And if anything, it makes more sense to talk about it two years after it was released because by now people have sort of forgotten about it. Well, I'm here <laughs> to remind you, dicks. <laughs> so yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna start reading uh, what I had. So, Dead Heat they formed in 2016 in Oxnard, and they were quick to the draw when firing out their uh, first new set of songs, a six-song self-titled demo that displayed a sound calling back to the days of old, where the wall between thrash and hardcore was growing ever more transparent. Teeming riffs following breakneck rhythms and vocals that were more like aggressive shouts in lieu of any melody, the balance of hardcore and thrash on this record tilted more toward the latter, as there were plenty of guitar solos and slamming riffs metalheads could bang their heads to, and a lot of speed to instigate many a circle pit. The guitar styling seemed to display a fair amount of influence from Slayer and Exodus, and hell, the riff to Fool's Hand is a carbon copy of the main riff from Nuclear Assault's Critical Mass. And that's not the first time they've blatantly ripped off other songs. We'll get to that in a second. Aside from the vocals and a couple of songs with uh, certain parts that could initiate some two-stepping pits, there wasn't much of a significant draw from hardcore. Then they released Certain Death in 2019. That was their first LP. And it sort of stood the course of the previous record, of their demo anyway, but it spread more into hardcore territory, maybe because they had more space, more songs to uh, sort of fiddle about. And 
Yeah, you did. The song ending, uh, the ending complete reminds me of uh, Discharge and Sick of It All at their most agile. And then you had Judgment Day, which is an eerie musical break in the middle of the album with sinister swells from the guitars. And then there is also another ripoff here in Prisoner of Mind. The opening riff is the exact same as I Shot Reagan by Suicidal Tendencies. I'm like, okay, you got my attention. You fucking plagiarists. The music itself was straightforward and heavy, simple by design, and seemed to meet the standards of the musical palettes of headbangers, spiky jackets, and even hardcore kids, which is one of the toughest shells to crack these days. Hardcore kids are so fucking stubborn. It's just hardcore or nothing, or some pop punk. Yeah, there's not much of a fucking in-between. It's like, God forbid you have a circle pit at a show. Ugh. But yeah, the, I have to give uh, credit to the band Power Trip. That was the one that really bridged the gap between hardcore kids and thrashers. When I first saw them here in, uh, I want to say it was 2018, they played at the Beehive. There were more hardcore kids at a Power Trip show than there were thrashers. Wow. Yeah. So there was only a two-man circle pit. <laughs> <laughs> but the, the fact was that Power Trip had that reach. So that's sort of like, okay, ease the fucking, uh, you know, hardcore kids let their guards down a little bit more. So I'm like, okay, good. And Dead Heat is now, uh, you know, carrying on in their steed. Finally, we get to World at War, which was back in 2020. Or was it 2020 or 21? No, it was 2020. I remember now. No, 21. I can't fucking remember. <laughs> Whatever. It fucking upped the ante in all of those fields, punk, metal, and hardcore. On top of, a, on top of better production, they still had their even mixture of punk, metal, and hardcore, but the breakdowns were harder. The riffs had more personality. They worked in some sloganeering in Age of DH, even though it's blatantly ripping off the chant from Suicidal Tendencies, Pledge Your Allegiance. S. T, what's it gonna be? S T. Whereas they're going D H D H. Twenty twenty one, by the way. Twenty one. Okay, thank you, Dustin. You're welcome. And they even have a softer ballad-ish approach with Last Call. So this was gonna be hard to top. <laughs> okay, now that finally brings us to the present day. Finally got that off my chest. Maybe it's because I'm uh, maybe because I'm deprived from doing lead melodies. <laughs> Oh God, it's been a rough, it's been a rough go. All right. And Endless Torment, the newest release from Dead Heat. It's an EP, and it has a sort of significant shift in the sound of their album, World at War. And this time, they're laying into more metal territory, but not in the way that you would expect. You know, they're not like relying on solos and riffing and shit like that, or veering away completely from... Uh, hardcore punk rhythms and breakdowns and whatnot. No, they actually have more ominous mood-setting swells in the in the intro, which of the title track, which opens up the EP. And then there are like soaring leads that carry the intro of Tears of the Wolf before turning right into that thrashy goodness. And then Hard Reset has a brooding acoustic intro to offset the preceding brutality and the inevitable forthcoming aggression. <laughs> And, yeah, these are features that bring to mind, uh, like, Metallica or Megadeth. 
Metallica did that thing where it's like the false sense of security and fight fire with fire or battery. They have the little acoustic intros and then, ha, fooled you. <laughs> and even with Megadeth, if you look at the cover of Endless Torment, it looks like they're ripping off Vic Rattlehead. <laughs> he's got the skull. He's got the same art design on it. Like you've seen Megadeth's album covers. It's that same artwork. It's that same art style. So yeah, how much more are you going to rip off <laughs> Dead East? <laughs> anyway but yeah it isn't until the music actually picks up and when chris starts growling that it feels more like a crossover song so it's got that going for it so in today's example eyes of the real it has a sinister ominous opening similar to that of slayer's hella weights with the with the drawn out chords and uh, bendy guitar leads before transforming itself to a classic speedy thrasher, it goes eight shit for a minute before collapsing in on itself to deliver a back breaking breakdown. And the lyrics are just generally defaming those who don't own up to their mistakes and try to play it off like they were in the right all along, or if they're just overplaying the victim card. So, yeah, a lot of stupid people in the world like that, and Dead Heat are here to call them out. So, sorry for that long-winded, long-winded history lesson. I get, I've been away for two weeks. Let me, <laughs> let me have this. This is Eyes of the Real by Dead Heat.
So yeah, that's probably the best example of like a straight fucking crossover song. It's not too metal. It's not too uh, uh, not too hardcore. It's just walking that ever thinning tightrope that they're walking. <laughs> so. So yeah, the the rest of the EP, not to uh, not to defame the rest of it, the rest of the EP is really good. Like uh, this is uh, becoming one of my favorite EPs of the uh, that was released this year cool. so far. So yeah, and that reminds me, I got to start working on my list. <laughs> like I, I should <laughs> have come done up th- on you. Yeah, it should have. Uh, I should have started working it like uh, last month because it's, it's around when we're at the halfway point of the year that I start to okay, let's get this shit together. But Shit's been happening, as you all know, so don't worry, I'll get to it. <laughs> uh, don't worry, you don't have to worry about it for another eight months. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's, uh, that's Dead Heat, Eyes of the Real. That's their most crossover song on this record. Uh, the rest of it's a little bit more metal, but I like it. <laughs> awesome. Well, band I've got is maybe older or lesser known, or maybe both, I don't know. But the band are the no-name, yes, the no-name, that are Chinese Kung Fu Oi Punks, the no-name. They are, it's going to kind of segue into, we're going to be talking about some live shows before we get to that album that Eric's been talking about. Yeah. <laughs> the no-name reached out just a few days ago, about a week ago, uh, point out to us that they have three upcoming tours. One of them is going to be starting soon. Uh, I'm going to read over some of those flyers, kind of break up us talking about live shows, at least a little bit anyway. But they did release uh, a single that we're going to play here in just a moment. Uh, They released See Right Through You as a single on March 15th of 2022. So a little bit older, but excited to play it, excited for the band to be doing their tour. So I'm going to read something that came in the email just so I don't leave anything out. Uh, They're doing their Rising Up from the Ash tour, which is China Part 1. It's August of 2023. I'll go over some of those dates here in just a moment. Uh, Another decade later, the No Name once again embarked on their 20 plus 3 anniversary tour with the conviction of Punk's Not Dead. The first round of the tour started from the school, the Friends venue in Beijing, the capital, and passed through... uh, Xi Xi Jiang Huang, Xi Jia's Huang... I'm probably screwing that up. The red rock and roll city in China, Xi'an, the ancient capital of the band's hometown of 13 dynasties, Guang, uh, Guangzhou, the demon capital, Hong Kong, China, Macau, and more cities. It is reported that the band will start the second round of China tour after the Southeast Asia tour schedule in November. So... Uh, expect to see some flyers coming for that. As the band said, the charm of punk rock comes from the performance scene. Then let's see there. Up the punks. If you want to keep up with them, they're on Facebook, and we'll obviously mention this at the end of the show too, but to keep up with those upcoming tours that I'm not reading about here, uh, Facebook, Instagram, uh, even on Twitter, and it's all at No Name Punks is where you'll find them. Again, Rising up from the Ash Tour, that will include August. It looks like, hopefully I'm reading this right because some of it is in Chinese. Uh, it's in Beijing on the 26th. The Xi Zhuang on the 27th at Elixir Live House. Xi'an on October 13th. 
Uh, I guess these are, some of these are a little bit further out. They'll be doing two shows in Guangzhou on the 15th at Endspace and the 17th of October, which will be an unplugged party at 244 Punk Group. Hong Kong on October 18th, the Wangch. Uh, October 20th, the Aftermath, both of those in Hong Kong. And then in Macau, uh, October 21st, Roadhouse, as stated, they will probably be having some November dates, you'll need to go follow them at No Name Punks to keep up with that. Or if you want to have those dates, see the flyer because the flyer's got some cool artwork. So you should definitely get out there. Check that out. Go check out No Name Punks. Let's get to the music, and then we will actually be talking more about some live shows. Eric, did you go see any live shows in the last uh, week or so? Actually, I don't think I have. Well, <laughs> it'll probably be a little bit shorter on that segment today, but let's do some music before we get to it. So here is... The No Name with See Right Through You. Yeah. 
The No Name. The No Name. They were powerful. Right? Chinese Kung Fu Oi Punks. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I do, too. It's awesome. Uh, great stuff. Go check them out on that tour if you're going to be anywhere near them. Uh, great stuff. Great band. Uh, again, that was called Rising Up from the Ash Tour. And just go look them up. No Name Punks. Uh, Eric, we got, we're got. we going to get to talking about some live shows here, too. So mm-hmm. uh, neither of us, it appears, have gone to any live shows recently. I know. I was planning on going. I was going to go to this one show with... Uh, uh, I can't remember the name of the uh, touring band. They were like a crack rock band from uh, Arizona. And Mandalore and Ribbons were going to play with them. Oh, it got canceled, yeah. Yeah, it got fucking, yeah, got canned. I don't know I saw why. That. Uh, I don't exactly know why, but Mandalore, uh, a couple of their members had fallen ill, so. So they probably weren't going to be able to play either anyway. Yeah, so that that kind of sucked, but, yeah, happens. Right? Anyway, there are some uh, there are some pretty decent shows coming up in the in the next week or so. On the 12th, Eardrums and the Manhattan Project, Silica and Lovelace will be playing at Black Lung. That's uh, $10. We'll be starting at 7 p.m. Uh, the 18th is going to be a pretty busy day. Uh, Backhand is going to be pl- is going to be coming home from tour that day. <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be their Victory Lap Tour homecoming. So, yeah, I will plug their... Uh, I will plug their victory lap tour in the next episode. I'm still looking up all the fucking dates and where they'll be playing and what have you. Uh, but this show will be they will be playing with Gosh, Lovelace, and Lauralee at Kilby Court. That is thirteen dollars. Starts at seven p.m. But I will not be there. Where will I be? I will be seeing my favorite fucking band of all time playing at the complex with the Bronx. That is Flogging Molly. This will be my twelfth time seeing them. Nice. Yeah. Oh, no, no, no. Not my 12th. My 11th. My 11th. But Bad Religion's coming back in October. Is it October or November? I have it written down somewhere here. Yep. October 10th. Yep. October 10th. That'll be my 12th time seeing Bad Religion. So this is my 11th time seeing Flog and Molly. Yeah, I'm keeping tabs on this shit. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, for those of you that haven't gone... Uh, that haven't got your tickets to Flogging Molly yet, that is going to be 5606 with all the fees included. That's, that's the whole fucking, uh, that's the whole shebang for mm-hmm. one fucking ticket. I remember when I used to pay $35 to go see them. Right? Stupid. Anyway, starting at 7 p.m. On the 19th, Less Than Jake, The Toasters, and Devon K be playing at The Depot. Or maybe it's just Devin. I don't know. Something about the way that that's spelled is <laughs> Devon. I've <laughs> always said Devin. Doesn't mean I'm right. Yep. <laughs> Who knows? Well, except for the fans, I guess. <laughs> That'll be at the Somebody depot. Does. It Just starts starts at 7 p.m. It's $26 plus the fees. Uh, then also on the 19th, Mummy, Spent, Service Weapon, and Infernium will be playing at Black Lung. That's $12 starting at 7 p.m. And at Oliver Rock, Nerd Rage, Mong, The Makeways, and my band, Anonymous, is going to be playing that show. That's only going to be $10. Starts at 7 p.m. Nice. All these shows happening in the same night, starting at the same time. You, you'll you see where your fans' allegiances lie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but this will be Anonymous's first show since uh, April when we played the, uh, uh, God, Jesus, the General Violence Conference. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and we've since been uh, having a fucking arduous process recording two songs. It's just two songs. <laughs> two songs, yet we keep 
fucking up. The drums aren't even in time. <laughs> oh no, that's terrible. Just learn to play with a click, guys. It's not that fucking hard. It's not that fucking hard. Okay. <laughs> it's uh, it's driving me fucking crazy. Anyway, we'll be playing a show. So there you go. <laughs> Another thing I gotta I gotta point out. I gotta give a shout out to Tyler. Uh, the bassist in my band, he's got his other band, Repeller. They played their first show up in Pocatello. Oh, cool. I was gonna go to that, but house hunting had a, had other things to worry about. So I'm I'm sorry, buddy. I know that it looked like a fun time. I saw the videos that were being posted. It wasn't a crazy show, but I just wanted to be there supporting the homies band. You know, Cause, right? Yeah, because it's not just Tyler. It's Scatter from Usurpers. It's my friend Chase and uh, uh, my other friend Jay playing the drums. It's a, it's the homies bands. I right. want to, yeah, I want to go up. I want to see what the fuck they're all about. Cause you know, they've just been practicing for months and they haven't played a show until now. And their first show is not even in their hometown, which <laughs> I kind of, which I think is pretty hilarious. That's, uh, that's yeah. cool. Good for them. Yeah. So stoked, uh, stoked on you guys. Uh, sorry that I couldn't make it up there, but I know you'll be playing down here soon enough. Right. <laughs> yeah. Maybe, uh, yeah, this would be awesome if Apathetics, Anonymous, and Repeller were all on the same bill. Every one of us is in the <laughs> That's like my main band and my other band and Tyler's uh, main band and his other band. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't that be funny? Anyway, that's all I got for uh, shows coming up here in the next, uh, in the next week or so. Sweet. Uh, I'll run down a handful of shows. The protesters doing their... Uh, album release show it's going to be on august 12th so that's coming up very soon uh mix and match m2 pool and lounge second floor the hive and that is probably going to be somewhere in jakarta indonesia so if you're going to be near there it's brought to you by nganu records which is helping bring that second album out so uh you should definitely go check out those guys they're awesome wait until i can get my hands on more of that music because uh, i did play what i had available but they need some more. Uh, here's a flyer. My, it's a little older flyer, as I've had it for six weeks, so there might be some updates to it. But there's Coney Island Punk Fest 2 that's going to be on August 26th uh, and August 27th. Looks like bands to be announced for the 27th, so it's an older flyer. I'll, I'll read the more updated flyer, but just so you know, Brooklyn, uh, Brooklyn, New York, that is. You have Coney Island Punk Fest coming your way. The Stress, OC Rippers, Bitch Switch, Mad Mulligans, Parasitics, Intimidation sped, more to be announced. I'll make sure I get an updated flyer for next week, but you know that is coming your way. Antagonizers ATL are in their European tour right now. Uh, they are just a couple days in. Munsters, where they're playing at, ten, well, it's already come and gone by the time I'm reading this. So uh, they'll be in Eisenhudenstadt uh, tomorrow on the 10th. The 11th, they'll be in Hall in Germany. Uh, the first one was obviously in Germany. Rubland in Germany on the 12th at OWOC Festival. Then they'll be in v Vienna, Australia on the 13th. München on Germany, that is 14th. On the 15th, they'll be in Prague. They'll be in, in Essen at Don't Panic with Antiheroes on the 16th. Hamburg on the 17th with Antiheroes. And in Berlin on the 18th with Antiheroes. So... Yeah, you need to go check them out. Both bands are pretty amazing. Got to see both of them in punk rock bowling, so you can get out there and see them now. 
band that just put out some new music, Castillo, playing with Dwarves, Dogface Bastards, and Broken Cuffs on August 12th at the Paramount in L.A. So you can go check that one out. It's 22 bucks in advance, 25 at the door. Uh, doors are at 7 on that date, show at 7.30. But it is an all-ages show with the full bar. Oh, Lower Class Brats. How did I not? They were at the very top of the flyer. Totally missed it. They're the headliner, just so you know. You get all of those bands for 22 bucks. Go buy your tickets in advance. If you don't, I guess you're going to have to pay that extra 3 bucks. But that is on the 12th. Uh, next up, the Bad Ups are playing with, uh, well, it's Crown Court, Violent Way. Did this show, this show, oh, this was August 3rd, sorry. Uh, this one wouldn't delete. I am reading shit that has come and gone. Uh, Slapshot, Sheer Terror, and Skullcrack are starting a tour on the West Coast. It's going to be September 26th, Seattle through San Diego, a lot of places. We'll obviously read that uh, as it gets closer, but I'm bringing it up because they're going to be here at Aces High Saloon oh, yeah. on the 29th. So plan oh. for that, everybody. Plan for that. Oh, Aces, I weep for thee. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I was talking to I was talking to Spence about that show a couple nights ago, and like, dude, uh, you sure things are going to be okay? He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> we'll s- <laughs> we'll see because you're going to get a bunch of rowdy, uh, drunken skinheads there to see Sheer Terror and a bunch of. Uh, a bunch of straight edge hockey addicts there to see Slapshot. And Slapshot was the most violent hardcore show I had ever been to. Fights breaking out every five minutes or so. Wow. <laughs> I had to keep dodging them. I was like, I don't want to get caught up in this. Would you fuck off? It's, it got to the point where it was just a sheer annoyance. So <laughs> I'm excited to see that show. I, I love Slapshot. I like Sheer Terror. I want to see both of those bands. will Slapshot again, but I want to see Sheer Terror because I have never seen them. So this is going to be an interesting show. Right. <laughs> so we'll see how that happens. Let's see how many teeth get knocked out. <laughs> well, the West Coast, they're coming our way. Uh, on August 11th, and this is at Boomer's Cocktail in Long Beach, you'll get to see our pals in 390, Baptized Sin, Sin, oh, I think it's just Sin, maybe, Baptized Sin, is that what that is? Baptized in Sin, sorry, ah. I was reading it wrong, Bapt- I, I could tell there was something there. Anyway, the font was hard, my bad, I'm dumb. Uh, baptized in Sin, Rockets to Nowhere, Cheap Machines, that is a uh, 21 and older show, $10 cover, starts at 7.30. Again, that's in Long Beach on August 11th. So if you're going to be in that area, go check out 390. Our friends in Clover's Curfew are starting, or have started anyway. The They're part two of their Sail Away tour. They made it out here to the West Coast. Well, they live in Long Island. they got to work their way back. And so... Uh, their next show that you can get to will be in Eureka, California on the 11th, then Stockton on the 13th. On the 18th and 19th, they'll be in Santa Rosa on the 20th and 22nd. Oh, sorry, the 20th in San Francisco on the 22nd and 25th in Los Angeles, then San Diego. And we'll get into more of those shows, but they're going to be doing a couple in Nevada, a couple in Colorado, uh, St. Louis, Columbus, Cleveland, Kearney, New Jersey, before they get back to... Long Island on the 28th. That's how long it will take for them to get there. We'll read more off of that flyer as it gets closer. Uh, The last responders, they were just here in Salt Lake not too long ago. Well, on August 11th at 5 p.m., they're going to be performing on the wing of an airplane. If you go to the last responders, PDX, 
on Instagram, you can see this picture. And then there's a diagram. There's Crash Landing Festival. And on the diagram, it shows you there's this airplane in the forest there somewhere. Uh, and the bands are going to be playing on the wing of this fucking giant-ass airplane. And that's where these guys are going to be playing. So I figured I have to mention that. So if you're going to be uh, somewhere near this area uh, for Crash Landing Festival, well, how often do you get to see bands performing off of the wing of an airplane? <laughs> you, you know, not not very many, <laughs> right? Because every band that I've known who that have been involved in it in an airplane have died. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Yeah, you don't want that. <laughs> yeah, you, you look at that. You look at Buddy Holly. You look at the Big Bopper. You look at half of Leonard Skinner. You look at Randy Rhodes. You look at Stevie Ray Vaughan. <laughs> what is it about aircraft that hates? They hate musicians, <laughs> right? Jesus. <laughs> so yeah, best. Maybe this will reverse the curse. <laughs> All right, a couple more to mention. Uh, conservative military image. They will be heading to Brooklyn, New York, to play with the Stress Exhibition Big Dog Eleventh Hour, and that's on Saturday, August nineteenth, seven p.m. Fifteen bucks in advance, twenty dollars at the door, and that's at Gold Sounds. I've actually been there. That's a cool venue. You should go check it out. That will be on the nineteenth. And then on the 18th, Friday the 18th, this is in Hamilton and Peterborough. Uh, looks like two back-to-back -back shows. So on the 18th, you can go see Barbed Wire Braces, ASOP, Elephant, which they have a... Ah. Yeah, it's like an elephant, but it's a elephant. And then Detest, and that is the show in Hamilton. $10 uh, or pay what you can, and that's a 19 and older show. And that is starting at 8 p.m. And then on the 19th is the Peterborough show at the Historic Red Dog. And you get to see ASOP, Punching Nuns, Welland, Welland Wasted, and then Poison Fountains. So go check that out. That's going to be some cool shows up there in Canada. So if you're anywhere near those, uh, then this show is, where's the fucking date on this one? Uh, August 11th. The Take make it back from Europe, and they're going to play a hometown show in, uh, but this is in Belmar, New Jersey at Salty's Beach Bar. The Take with Vulture Raid, The Stress, The Way Of, it's a $15 show, 21 and older. Starts at 7 p.m., so go see that on August 11th if you're in that area. Uh, Simpos and Anslua, both great bands. That's going to be on August 25th. And this has got to be in Ireland because those are both uh, Irish bands. Uh, uh, O'Connell Street, it's on, a f it's on Friday the 15th at 8 p.m. Summer in the City. I've given you the details I've got. Anslua, E-I-R-E on Instagram if you're going to be in Ireland or thereabouts and you want to see those. And it looks like there's going to be a vegan food truck there too. Uh, I'll mention more about this. Maybe I'll have more details on it uh, next week. Then, God, I've had a lot of shows this week. Uh, August 18th, Top Novel, Buckled, Trashed Again, Tokyo Beef, 7 p.m. show, 15 bucks. And again, what did I say that date was on there? August 18th, and that's a Southport Sandwich. Oh, it says Presents Southport Sandwich. And uh, Queensland, somewhere in Queensland. Go go look up tra at Trashed Again or Top Novel if you want to get more details, but obviously if you're in Queensland somewhere down under, uh, go check that out. There's a lot of awesome bands on that bill. Uh, that one's a little further out. So, oh, yeah, 
I think that's pretty much it. I'm just going to mention special duties uh, are going to come here with Starving Wolves and Endless Struggle. The Aces High Saloon in September on the 12th as well. Aces High getting some pretty uh, phenomenal bands. That's all I got. Eric, unless you got something else to add, let's get to your album. Well, I do have a few things. I did look up the dates of the uh, backhand tour, and uh, it's been going on. They actually only have three dates left. Okay. So uh, I don't have all the fucking info, but on the 11th, they will be in Long Beach. And on the 12th, they'll be in San Diego. And on the 13th, they'll be in Vegas. So if you're in any of those cities, uh, keep an eye out. If you have your ear to the ground for uh, you know all the underground shows, then you'll most likely be hearing about uh, a band called Backhand coming through. They're worth seeing. They're a lot of fun. So... Uh, so yeah, hopefully that sort of helped. They're playing in LA tonight, which uh, by the time you're hearing this episode, they will have already played. But I bet you didn't even notice. LA is such a huge fucking city. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, yeah, that's all I've got to say on the uh, backhand tour. I should have been more on top of it, but I've ha- I've had to be on top of a lot of other things <laughs> these past couple weeks. So that is true. Well, so yeah. We're due to get back to the music. Eric, bring us back to the music. Yes, I'll bring you back to the music. I'll bring you way back. <laughs> I'll bring you back to Los Angeles in 1977. There was this band that formed. It was founded by bassist and vocalist John Nomanson Dushak and guitarist Stuart Tyson Kindel. Uh, Dushak indicted his girlfriend, Christine Lee Cervenka, as the lead singer and Donald J. Bonebreak as the drummer. Do you know which band I'm talking about? Well, obviously Dustin knows because he, <laughs> he's right here. He's seen the fucking I know, I know. Print. And so I'm asking you, you know, but you probably aren't answering. And the wall isn't answering that's, sitting, <laughs> that's right across from me. So let me repeat that and rephrase it. This band was founded by bassist and vocalist John Doe and guitarist Billy Zoom. Doe indicted his girlfriend, Exine Kravenka, as the lead singer, and DJ Bonebreak as their drummer. That band was called X. Nice. <laughs> X. And I just saw these guys a couple weeks ago, and yeah, they're still awesome. Their music is fucking kick-ass, especially that first album, Los Angeles. Oh, uh, yeah. So... I haven't talked about X on this show at all, and you're going to get another history lesson. So (laughs) Doe and Zervenka were both poets in the beat movement, and they met at a poetry workshop that they were uh, both employees at. And their lyrics have often been compared to that of uh, Raymond Chandler and Charles Bukowski, who were like the pillars of the uh, American beat poetry movement in like the 60s and 70s. So that's that's quite a compliment. Anyway, they... Yeah, Doe and Cervenka, they uh, harmonize their vocals in a slightly off-kilter technique, which adds to their already unique sound. That's including guitar stylings and rhythms, which harken back to the rockabilly sound that dominated the 1950s. And while not exactly psycho-billy, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't deny that X practically laid out the groundwork for said subgenre, alongside the likes of The Cramps. The Cramps even more so, but that's a different story. Uh, what X had was basically Chuck Berry with a bit of a hardened shell. Uh, But they still had music uh, that calls back to like the garage, psychedelic, and sort of artsy rock in the 60s. And all of this comes to a head on their first album, Los Angeles. (laughs) She had to leave. 
And what I said about them being influenced by rock and roll from the days of yore, you'll not only hear it in today's examples, but they also covered The Doors' Soul Kitchen. And that made, they made that song so much of their own that I didn't even notice it on the first, second, or even like the, the fourth listen. You know, I thought it was just a coincidence that the songs bore the same name, but it wasn't until I took the lyrics, I read the lyrics from The Doors and the and X's cover of okay. Soul Kitchen, and yep, they're identical. I'm like, th <laughs> yep, this is just their punk rock take on a Doors classic. So, And if that wasn't enough, this album was produced by none other than The Doors' former keyboardist, Raymond Zarek. Oh, nice. So they basically had his blessing to create that cover. And if that wasn't enough, he also played organ and synthesizer on the unheard music, the world's a mess, and sex and dying in high society, and nausea, which I'll be talking about in a minute. That's cool. Yeah. So I, I had no idea how much lore there was behind this album. I'm like, this is, how deep does this go? Holy <laughs> shit. So eventually I got around to to looking at the songs. And I'm like, okay, which songs do I want to talk about? Well, I had to choose my favorite one of theirs, Johnny Hit and Run Pauline. Do, 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 do. Johnny Hit and Run Pauline. Do, 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 do. Yeah. <laughs> and this is a song that's a really exemplary of their 50s rockabilly edge, right down to the name in that title, Johnny, sharing the one from the song that bears the same guitar intro. You'll know exactly what I'm talking about when we play this fucking song. But... The song itself is not about, uh, you know, the song from the 50s that they're kind of ripping off the intro from. No, <laughs> this is a song about date rape. Oh. Yeah, you thought Sublime was the first to do this? <laughs> no, the X was way ahead of the curve on this one. And you wouldn't get it. You would not think that this song was just so, uh, talking about such barbaric activities from the sound of it. Uh, but no, the man is, uh, I'm sorry, the story is about a man uh, named Johnny, who goes around drugging girls and fucking them whilst in their stupor. You know, doing the old Bill Cosby bait and switch. <laughs> yeah. I saw a new TV show on a quick side note, and long story short, the, the point is, is they, they essentially catch this dude that was trying to do that date rape type guy, mm -hmm. catch him, and they basically open his legs and just stomp his balls over and over and basically say, hey, in Afghanistan, this keeps people from reoffending. <laughs> yes there you go yeah that's some vigilante justice hey sometimes that's what you know there's recidivism right they talk about that and uh, a lot of people reoffend, especially those type of people that are doing those type of crimes hey that's one good way to keep them from going and doing it again exactly <laughs> yeah go right to the source right exactly. <laughs> and i mean the source make sure they don't procreate uh Anyway, moving on. Right. So, so yeah, that is Johnny. He is the he is the offender, and the name uh, Pauline is just a general name that's used to uh, emphasize how little these girls mean to him. Like they aren't people; they are just a means to an end, so he can get his rocks off in the most disturbing, disgusting, immoral capacity. It's like, yeah, just add a name here. Their name's Pauline. Everyone's a Pauline. They're just an object to me. Wow, terrible. So let's listen to the song. Right. This is Johnny Hit and Run Pauline. <laughs>
song the music is fun yeah music is damn fun but the story itself it's not true well i mean one party is having fun in the worst way possible fucking assholes right <laughs> i don't know how the fuck you are johnny but fuck you hopefully you're not the same johnny from that chuck berry song again right yeah they do a lot of uh, 50s ripoffs and johnny their, be good. in their music but yeah, a lot of their songs, uh, yeah. I mean, as if Chuck Berry wasn't that, he wasn't that good of an example of either. That guy was, you know, he had this restaurant and he was putting up uh, cameras in the girl's bathroom, videotaping uh, them. And terrible. when the, yeah, when the fucking uh, cops raided his house, they found a whole sh- shelf of VHS tapes. Terrible. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. Those guys from the, those guys from the old days of rock and roll, they had some checkered fucking pasts. Absolutely. Yeah. And Chuck Berry, especially. Like that guy, yeah, he was arrested for uh, taking an underage prostitute across state lines, which oh, was God. not only illegal, but incredibly immoral. Right? So, yeah. I got nothing really good to say about Chuck Berry other than, yes, I respect him as a guitarist and his contribution to uh, really just emanating the, the caveat for rock and roll music. He brought guitar front and center into rock and roll. 
when it was sort of competing with the piano back in those days. It's like you were either Chuck Berry or you were uh, Jerry Lee Lewis. Well, that being said, fuck yeah. that guy. Yeah. So, yeah, great musician, <laughs> horrible right. person. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, we, we covered that, not last episode, but the one before regarding uh, Mr. Sane, who is just insane. Right. Uh-huh. <sighs> and immoral. Anyway, that's, that's enough about uh, Johnny Hinton, Rum Pauline. Let's talk about uh, nausea. This is sort of a, well, I don't want to say it's a better area because <laughs> this song is actually pretty... Uh, uh, I don't want to even say grotesque, but it's uh, it's not great. It's not depicting a great moment in one's life. Anyway, it's more it's more rem- the music is more reminiscent of the sound that uh, that emulates the greats of '60s rock, and that's fitting because uh, Raymond Zarek is playing keyboards on this one, like okay. I mentioned earlier. And uh, yeah, and uh, Zoom's guitar. What's his? First name, Billy. <laughs> Billy Zoom's guitar actually sounds more closely related to that of Ron Ashton from the Stooges. Okay. So, yeah, we're getting a bit of uh, different sides here. And also, I got to point out, John Doe's, uh, John Doe's voice is kind of similar to Jim Morrison's. He's got that same same tone, same pitch, and he and he knows how to, like, elongate the chords and make them really resonate with people. Cool. So, so yeah. Yeah, kind of a punked up Doors now that I think about it. <laughs> the Doors met the Stooges. That's the best way I could describe X. And, okay, the Doors, the Stooges, and Chuck Berry. There we go. <laughs> okay. That's X in a fucking nutshell. This song is uh, slower, and the guitar riffs still sound like they want to beat you on the head with a stick. <laughs> uh, and the lyrics, they repeat upon themselves, uh, depicting a first-person anecdote of going through sickness, most likely as a result of shooting up. Uh, it's the jury's still out on what the substance is, but I'm wagering to say that it was heroin. Okay. And Exene carries all the lead vocals on this song, so it's just her. You know, if you heard in the last song, you know, John and Joe, John Doe and Exene are kind of uh, you know bouncing off of each other, and they do that in most of their songs. But every once in a while, Exene is actually the lead vocalist, so it kind of makes sense that she ought to take uh, the reins on this one, right? Yeah, and it. And her vocals really add to this uh, emulation of this theme of being dope sick. Okay. Yeah, like it's just sort of shaky, and you can tell that she's uncomfortable, and just, uh, yeah, you'll hear it. (laughs) Especially when she's describing the uh, lyrics of being in a state of blatant sickness, like hanging your head over the toilet and just your eyes turning red and everything like that. So listen for that. This is nausea.
that song is fucking awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that's uh so yeah, the song is a bit of a different change of pace for uh you know compared to the rest of the songs in that record, but I really just have to point out uh you know, up until recently, I didn't you know, I didn't know that Raymond Zarek was actually performing on this record. I thought he had just produced it, but no. Those organs that you're hearing back there. This is the guy who did uh, you know, don't and also yeah you know all those fucking doors classics so to have him uh bring his skills into x a completely different element from the doors or 60s rock and roll in general you know you hear how hard he's hitting those keys and just how chaotic he's making those notes sound it's it's amazing to me. He's cool. he's like out of his element, but he's finding his uh his little perch in there. So, so yeah, I had to. I just have to give a shout out to Raymond Zarek for uh, just really honing his craft in a different uh, in a different field. So, yeah, hat goes off to you, Ray. R.I.P. We'll be talking about him a bit more. <laughs> just a moment. I'm gonna play a couple tracks first. Uh, the release I have. So in lieu of an album, I'm playing two. Uh, seven inches. So the the seven inches, I'm going to give a little background on the seven inches before we get into the music. Uh, Rock and Roll Manifesto played uh, some Lonesome Kings that Greg Lonesome uh, of Rock and Roll Manifesto was in, and they had the 20th anniversary of Shotgun Full of Blues. We played that a couple weeks back. Mm -hmm. I think you were on that episode because we played the couple of the Psychobilly tracks from it. Yeah, I remember. And then... They also had released uh, two so far. So they did uh, Rock and Roll Manifesto 7-inch series, Volume 1 and Volume 2. Uh, there are four bands on each one. Uh, we are going to be playing, I'm going to play a band from each one of the volumes. So one of the four of each 7-inch, eight bands being total. You can go over to rnrmanifesto.bandcamp.com and check them out. The digital version is still available there for Volume 1, but not Volume 2. I think Volume 2, you can still purchase the vinyl version there, though, which is pretty awesome. Uh, so the the bands that are on 1, and we'll talk about 2 when we get to 2, but uh, we'll get to the music. Tiger Touch, Fret Rattles, JJ and the Real Jerks, and Missile Studs all on uh, those releases and Tiger Touch. Just to give you an example of where R and R Manifesto is getting the bands from. Tiger Touch is from Portland. Fret Rattles are from Minneapolis. Jane Jane the Real Jerks are from Los Angeles. And then the band that we're going to listen to here in just a moment, the Missile Studs, are from Adelaide in Australia. So uh, a lot of cool bands just on number one. And number one was released in 2020, so we are going to get to that track now. Uh, Adelaide, Australia is where Missile Studs are from. August 21st of 2020, so almost three years ago, the number one came out, series, vol or volume one, rather. Uh, this particular band is a garage and psychobilly band, I guess. I mean, all the bands kind of fall under that garage rock, psychobilly whatever you you decide i thought this one was cool missile studs again from adelaide let's get into their track from rock and roll manifesto seven inch series volume one their track is spaz out 
Missile studs. I like that. The Garage Lane Psychobilly. Right? It's good stuff. I like it. Go check out the four tracks again. Digital is available. Uh, the vinyl is not available through Rock and Roll Manifesto any longer, but it did say on r and Manifesto's website that if you reach out to the bands, some of them may still have copies. Now, you can get the newer version, so the uh, r and Manifesto 7-inch Series Volume 2 uh, it is still available. You can head over to their Bandcamp, the R&R Manifesto Select merch. You'll see it available. It's in three different colors. It's eight bucks. You get the four bands. Uh, so you can go get that vinyl there. The digital's not there, so get the vinyl. Uh, first off, I want to thank Greg for sending them over so I can check them all out and then get these here so we can talk about it. Uh, the four bands that are on R&R Manifesto uh, volume two are Sonny Vincent, who is based out of uh, New York City. And then you got The Mannequins, which we'll talk about here in a moment because that's the track we're going to play. You have The Miscalculations, who are from London. And then Judex, J U D E X. I don't know where they're from. I don't see without, you know, maybe a little more checking. But uh, go check out the tracks. You can go check out all four of them again. Uh, go find them. Go get the vinyl, or uh, just go find the tracks. Go find the bands. Uh, go over to Rock and Roll Manifesto or RNR Manifesto at Bandcamp.com. We'll talk about the social medias after. Let's get to the music. We're about to wrap up and get to the stuff where we do wrap up the show. So, uh, the Mannequins are the band that we're going to play. They're from Nykoping in Sweden. They started his band in 1999, and after a three-week tour in the U.S. in 2009, the band took a break, but the break turned out to be nine years. <laughs> Unexpected. Yep. <laughs> and they got back together, and they put out Bad Times LP in 2019. I think that was their last release leading up to them putting out this track on this uh, seven-inch I don't want to split compilation, whatever you want to call it, that our uh, Rock and Roll Manifesto put together. But off of Rock and Roll Manifesto 7-8 Series Volume 2, Mannequins are going to bring us, if I didn't get that release date, it's August, no, I think April 29th, rather. April 29th 
is when that came out in 2022. So just over a year ago. Uh, the track the mannequins are going to bring us is Dark Times for the City Lights. Good stuff. That's the Mannequins uh, from Sweden. Good stuff. Go check out both of those uh, compilations, Rock and Roll Manifesto 70 Series Volume 1 and 2. Hopefully there's a 3 coming out. If it's every other year, then uh, look for it in 2024. I don't know. I, it, I'm just putting that out there. I have no idea if it is. <laughs> or look for it in 2031. <laughs> they have another uh, little break oh that's the the band yes the the mannequins yes yeah the next time that they uh put something out also i found out that there is a uh another punk rock band called the mannequins from perth oh yeah that's even spelled the same way m-a-n-i-k-i-n-s yep wow look at that and they're from yeah they were they're older they came from uh 1976 and were only active since uh 81 okay uh, until 81 but yeah they only yeah, I'm just looking at their uh, page right here, and apparently they uh, 
had a bit of a following, I guess. They released a few singles and uh, three albums, it looks like. Cool. Yeah, so... Oh. Uh, one, okay, two albums. The uh, the third was just a uh, compilation CD that came out in 04. Gotcha. All right. So, yeah, not to be confused with. <laughs> right. Yep, this is the one from Sweden. Yeah. Uh, go check out uh, Rock and Roll Manifesto. Let's wrap up the show. We got some non-punk stuff. Eric's got something to tie in with what he's been talking about on this show. So, Eric, what do you got? Well, I'm going back to The Doors, <laughs> and I'm going to play the song that, uh, you know, X covered, which was Soul Kitchen. You know, I figured I wanted to play, uh, you know, I was thinking of playing the song Soul Kitchen by, uh, you know, X's version, but I decided, yeah, you know what? Maybe this will, uh, the way that I described it and the way that Raymond Zarek described it as it being like a soul kitchen at a thousand miles an hour, <laughs> it was completely hooked, uh, that he was completely hooked and described it as like if you were standing behind a 747 with the engines on full blast. <laughs> okay, so after you listen to this song, just keep that in mind as to basically what X did with it, because <laughs> that's how Raymond Zarek put it in a... You know, as a comment to their version. So here is the doors, Soul Kitchen.
Just uh, hopefully this will persuade you to listen to uh, X's version. Yeah, on top of the, yeah, as opposed to this uh, slow and somber song, you know, Raymond Zarek leading the main melody with his organ and Robbie Krieger chiming in with some bluesy solos, uh, which according to Krieger was his attempt at stimulating uh, the horn section in any given James Brown song. And uh, Enya Morrison does his elongated vocal harmonies and his trademark drawls, singing lyrics that pay, that pay tribute to a soul food restaurant uh, called Olivia's in Venice Beach. Okay. And he literally would stay there too late, and the staff would have to kick him out. Hence the lyrics, <laughs> well, the clock says it's time to close now. I guess I'd better go now. I'd really like to stay here. All night. Let me sleep all night in your soul kitchen. So, yeah, he just <laughs> just didn't want to leave. He was a soul kitchen junkie, I guess, before he became an actual junkie. But that's neither here nor there. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's uh, one of the many... Uh, one of the many classics from The Doors' first album, the self-titled, the one with Break On Through with uh, Light My Fire and the Whiskey Song. That's it's a great front-to-back album cover. I love it. Some people really like to talk shit on the uh, old-school 60s and 70s rock and roll bands, but I'm like, man, I grew up listening to that shit, <laughs> thanks to my dad, because he grew up with that shit. Right. So, so yeah, I got a, you know, I got the experience by extension. So it was, and The Doors was one of them, and that was one of the first rock and roll albums I heard was that self-titled. So it holds a special place in my heart. Nice. Yep. Every song on there kicks ass. Fuck you. Fuck the haters. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So that's uh, yeah, that's it for me on this one, folks. I had a, I felt like a college professor. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to wrap it up with some metal, metal that was shared with us uh, a little while ago. I can't remember when I came across it. Uh, I've had a handful of these metal tracks because I was doing alternative and whatever else I was doing. But I've been trying to get caught up with all the stuff that was shared with this. So this band was, too. The band is Bastinado. Uh, I would think that it would be Spanish or something like that, but nope, it's the, a band from Helsinki in Finland, uh, and they released an album called Worship Fetish, which I, when I was searching this, uh, you know, I don't know if I recommend searching it. You just find the, the, the bastinado metal on Facebook because it, it <laughs> all might make sense when you hear that album title there, Worship Fetish. But anyway. Worship Fetish. Does that mean that we have to worship all fetishes? Or do you have a sort of a attraction to people with a god complex? <laughs> I don't know. And I again, I thought it meant it was like a Spanish name or something, which was weird that it was a band from Helsinki, Finland. But when I was looking up the band on Instagram today, trying to find their Instagram, which I didn't find, I found some other things, and I was like, uh, I don't think this is what I was looking for. So, yeah. uh, Don't worry, it's not like that <laughs> Swedish band pretended to be a Japanese band. <laughs> yeah, not one of those. <laughs> 
again, this came out July 30th of 2014, so it just hit nine years. Congratulations to them. That's pretty awesome. The track that we are going to play from Worship Fetish, from Bastinato, is I Ruin What I Cannot Destroy. <laughs> some good old-fashioned Scandinavian death metal. <laughs> it's got that, it just feels so atmospheric with these, uh, you know, those like over-looming uh, guitar leads at the very beginning. And then 
it just crushes. Right? Yeah, it's fun. It's fun. It's not all black metal up there, for the love of God. <laughs> <laughs> it's good stuff. Uh, that was Bastinado. They're from Helsinki. I ruin what I cannot destroy. All right, we're wrapping up the show. Thank you, for everybody, for tuning in, listening all the way up to this point. You can find us on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Amazon Music, Player FM, Podvine, Podchaser, Verbal, and slcpunkass.com, and I'm sure plenty of other places. Go check out POW Radio, streaming all the time. Studio should be done soon. I know I think I've said that numerous times for numerous months, but it actually should be, and the POW Radio will be taken off. So go check it out. Listen to Punk Music 24-7. Uh, the bands are found on Instagram at Death Before Dishonor BHC at Bond Breaker ATX. And again, that's Bond Breaker without an E-R at the end. It's just simply K-R, not K-E-R. So Bond Breaker ATX at Bricks and Mortar Oi, and that's B-R-I-X and Mortar Oi. At Dead Heat 805, at No Name Punks, at X The Band Official, at Missile underscore Studs, at The Mannequins Official. We spelled that for you earlier M A N I K I N S. <laughs> and at RR Manifesto, the show's at SLC Punkcast. Eric, where can we find you? You can find me on Instagram at Scary Uncle underscore Eric underscore SLC. Uh, find my bands, Anonymous and Apathetics, on Instagram at Anonymous underscore Band Official and at TheApathetics.slc. And on Facebook at Anonymous SLC and at TheApathetics. And stream our music on our uh, Bandcamp. Uh, Apathetics is uh, slating for a September-October release date for our new LP. And Anonymous is, uh, ex- is uh, slating for a uh, sometime in this decade release <laughs> of our two fucking songs, man. <laughs> but streamer of music on Anonymous SLC and theapathetics.bandcamp.com, respectively. Check out my uh, Lead Melodies podcast. You, you know it's been a year and a half since I've done anything with it, but check it out on Lead, on Instagram at leadmelodies underscore podcast and on Facebook at lead.melodies.podcast.slc and stream the episodes, all three of them, at <laughs> anchor.fm slash leadmelodies. Again, anchor.fm slash leadmelodies. And check out the SLC Hardcore page on Facebook. I am still trying to track down who's got the login info for the Instagram so I can plug that as well. So I can start fucking posting on there. (laughs) It's, it's, it. But until then, find it on Facebook at SLC Hardcore. Awesome. The bands are found on Facebook at Death Before Dishonor HC, at Bondbreaker ATX, just the way I spelled it before, at Bricks and Mortar Oi, at... Dead Heat 805 at No Name Punks at X Los Angeles at Missile Studs at The Mannequins at Bastinado Metal and the show is at SLC Punkcast. Thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for listening all the way up to this point. Thank you for tuning in. This has been episode 328. Eric, any final thoughts for a wrap up show? Um, I do. This is a uh, this is going a ways back when I was uh, talking about. Uh, when Boss's Daughter came through and my band opened up for them, uh, Apathetics. We played with Frick, Tact, and uh, DTA. And I always love talking to uh, Greg from DTA because he not only regales me in his uh, stories from the old school Salt Lake hardcore days, but he's also we were also talking on how much the scene has changed and how much we're just so uh, sick of all these little clicks that seem to keep coming up in the punk and hardcore scenes and how no one, uh, you know, like I said earlier, how hardcore kids are just so stubborn with the <laughs> music. It's like, God forbid we have a f- circle pit. Right. <laughs> God forbid a spiky jacket bumps into you and you got to fucking like crowd kill the son of a bitch. Anyway, 
Anyway, yeah, we were uh, talking about that amongst ourselves, and I we brought that up again in the little apathetics group chat that we have for our band. And I just wanted to uh, say this verbatim because I honestly think what I said was rather profound. <laughs> and I said, every scene has their little cliques, but none are as bad and as snobby as the ones in hardcore. It's unfortunately always been a thing. Thankfully, no one is dying as a result in this day and age. <laughs> I kept saying last night, you know, that being the night of the show, uh, through discussions on this matter, I love these people. I have nothing against them. That is, as individuals. But when they start to clot and congregate and they develop that hive mindset, that's when I have a problem with them. I mostly just turn my nose away from all that shit because I have no allegiance to anyone other than myself. And so long as I'm not harming anybody or acting like a dickhead, then... I think I'm in the clear. And if uh, someone has a problem with that, then fuck them. They're not worth having in my life anyway. So, yeah, those are rules that I choose to abide by. And, if, uh, and yeah, if you're listening to this and you're a hardcore kid and you're finding yourself in a clique like that, uh, tread lightly, my friend, because I've seen it go down in multiple, uh, multiple different variants multiple times, and it just ends in trouble. Soon your little cliques are going to dissolve, and then a new one's going to come up with a new breed, a new generation, and uh, the guys who came before are just going to be like, eh, you know, you know that was uh, not a good idea when we did it. It's not a good idea when you're doing it, and it's not going to be a good idea when the next person is doing it. So just fuck off with all that shit and be more inclusive. That's all I have to say on that, and it's not just, it's not just hardcore kids. Every scene has their own. I've seen it as bad with the spiky jackets. I've seen it as bad with the skinheads. Uh, not to the extent you're thinking, <laughs> but they can go to those fucking extremes. And it's just, uh, at the end of the day, it's just stupid. So, guys, stop being stupid. It's all music. It's all weird music for weird kids. So don't try and play the cool guy, because the idea was we were never the cool kids. Right. <laughs> this is why we're here. So, so yeah, thank you for listening. Play the fucking outro. Play the fucking outro.